Disney's Hollywood Studios doing a little bit of a, a little bit of an update today and uh, guess who's coming down the lane but some of our favorite friends and I love this song from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway glad they've added it to the uh, to the mix here we got uh, Chippendale and Goofy Minnie Pluto and Donald and then of course the master mass of Southos automobiles have been de decorated in the same style as uh, the cartoons that are um, the design uh, style for Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway. And it's all very cool. And we're here to check out everything going on in the park today. So let's go take a look. So here's a piece of really good news. ABC Commissary just recently opened and um, it's been all really our family's one of our family's favorite places new um, dishes uh, the Mediterranean salad with chicken has always been there chicken club sandwich has California burger made out of a plant-based meat buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich curry rice bowl with shrimp I'm definitely wanting to check these out the bad news is they close they close at four o'clock and that was when we arrived here in the park so that has been a little bit of a disappointment keep moving on hey while we're here in this corner of the park let's check out our beloved star tours we got a few former captain rexes in storage here and uh love this little guy former former geese from america sings and uh, you see the hidden Goofy in the uh, scanner there. I love watching all the scanner things. My favorite is a Tron uh, set of props that comes through. Under the My Magic program, this droid was actually supposed to talk to you by name and call you out during the uh, TSA style screening process. I don't think I ever really saw that play out here, but it was one of the My Magic concepts that was intended for this attraction. All right, the real cool thing about Star Tours is that there are six gates, which means a very high um, occupancy level. They really plan for that. There are three on this end and three on the other end. There are only four at Disneyland. So, very cool. Two. We got glasses. All right, thanks. You can see the dividers that are in play and then video monitors up ahead. So, we're getting ready to board. We'll see you on the other side. And we're out of that attraction. And that was fun. I hadn't seen that particular sequence, which were tied to um films seven and eight had poe dameron in there uh, it's been a while since i had seen that they all land in batu now and we head into the gift shop area and uh you can see that the uh, choose your lightsaber is uh, kind of cut off so that you um can't do that unless you're really intending to do it so people aren't just picking up pieces and setting them back in other people are checking out all the merchandise looks like oh there's a little bit of christmas merchandise as well and uh, all is looking good. I love coming through the gift shop because it's one of the few moments you actually hear the 
familiar sounds that we all associate with Star Wars. And so, uh, so it's kind of fun to, to hear those sounds. A little bit of merchandise, check out here, looking good. And, uh, and we'll keep heading out. The rise of the resistance, lots of crowds in this area. We got here much later than the 10 o'clock and the two o'clock uh, disbursement of virtual boarding passes. By the way, there's a little bit of talk out there that maybe virtual boarding passes would also be coming to Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and also to the Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom. We'll have to see where that goes, but hey, rumors are out there. Usually there is a little bit of a queue waiting to get into Merchant Row here. Uh, fortunately, the line isn't too long and the crowd within seems pretty sparse, so we should get in pretty quick. These are the land speeders you're looking for. And I'm telling you, it surprises me that they don't try selling some version of this here in Merchant Row. I mean, what kid wouldn't want something like this in their own collection? This would be so cool. I want to say there are four of them at Disneyland and not just three. I have to go check that image, see if I'm correct on that. This little guy is always difficult to capture. He's tried to try to get a better image of him moving around. Um, little furball. Oh, he's got a little, got a little toy character in with him. It's kind of cute. I think I've seen that before. Other little crazy characters around here. Not a lot of movement on that guy. And uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all a very cool little experience here. And uh, love checking it out. I think this is the greatest disappointment that somehow they can't do the outpost popcorn mix which is such great tasting they couldn't sell it in the stores or something just by the bag already bagged in advance like other popcorns i think this is a situation where retail and food and beverage aren't talking or something like that i don't know but it seems like it's a miss it's been completely closed since uh since the park reopened in july okay cute little characters madison's picking out one for one of her nieces that she's coming to see. I love this one. I hadn't seen it before. It's Maz Kanata. And oh, that just looks so cute. So darling. There's also some uh, child and it's called the child on the tag. So that's kind of cool. And a few other toys and uh, sundry items around. Many of them were here when the uh, park first opened. So here's Ronto Roasters, and I've said this in previous um, uh, podcasts, but it just is crazy stupid that they close at 3.30 in the afternoon. And really, it's just an underutilized space during that hour. Fortunately, we're able to go get uh, a Ronto wrap at Docking Bay 7. So let's go do that. So my favorite dish has long been the um, chicken uh, salad, but I have lately been getting this uh, plant-based meatball and 
pollution spread thing, uh, hummus and and uh, ch chips. So that's kind of my favorite currently. But now Madison, you've gone ahead and gotten the Ronto Roaster uh, sandwich, which surprisingly has chips. I just don't remember um, uh, those kind of chips before. It seems like it was more like potato chips before. Again, Ronto Roasters is not open, but they're serving it at Docking Bay 7. So we're here to uh, do a little chow down right here. And um, Madison, you've had a Ronto wrap before, right? I have, but this one has a lot more than I remember. There's a little more substantive. Yeah, a little more meat here, and never had plantain plantain chips last time. Yeah, I don't remember the plantain chips. Maybe we're just losing our memory. Hey, right, chow down. So, Madison, we just finished dinner. What'd you think of your Ronto wrap? It was a lot more than I expected, but it was very filling and flavorful, so it was very delicious. So she. We were surprised by the plantain chips. Turns out that when you get it at Ronto Roasters, which is where we usually go, it doesn't come with um, with chips. What is provided at Ronto Roaster is a snack mix, which is plantain chips and pork rinds and a rice cracker combination thing. And that's actually $17.99. The Ronto Wrap is $12.99 at Ronto Roasters. Here it was $13.99 with those plantain chips, which given the addition of chips, that's actually a pretty good bargain for the total. Again, I think I think $12.99 is a little high for the Ronto wrap. Yeah, a little higher than normal. And my, my Felucian spread, I think I'm gonna to wanna to do something different next time. I would have done something different this time, except other restaurants were already closed by the time we got here. So it was a little on the disappointing side that there wasn't a better option. Still, we're here at Galaxy's Edge, so let's keep moving on. Stand by right now, Millennium Falcon is about uh, 40 minutes, and uh, at this hour of the day, which is 5:36, it's uh, probably means you're on it within about 25 minutes. Um, we'll keep walking here past the cantina and then on through the uh, remainder of uh, Galaxy's Edge. So just a little heads up, we have been, been trying to prepare a podcast on the Play Disney app and the data pad that you use at Star Wars. I will say that after five or six visits, it's taken a lot of time to work through this app. And I'm still kind of in an uncertain place as to its value. See all these little scanning codes that you scan on. And even this uh, up here is a place where you actually get a data signal and, uh, and then able to um, receive a transmission. So lots of little clues throughout, but again, kind of making sense of it all and really putting a meaningful uh, value on the experience. I'm still working on that. So more to come on this. So we're here across the way from Black Spire Outpost 
And you see that uh, Ray is kind of parading the area up above. Earlier we saw Chewie and Vimarati uh, up there kind of greeting guests from the top tier. They kind of take turns with the stormtroopers. Uh, Black Spire Outpost is kind of like the gas station at the entrance to town. And that's why you see the, uh, the uh, vehicles that are kind of like a garage being repaired. Also, you see next to it is this fairly large building structure, which has never opened to the public. I think it may be serving as an employee break room currently, but it, I believe it was intended to be an additional retail space at some point when it was completely outfitted. So at any rate, just kind of a nice little touch, even with all the social distancing, there's a way to make Ray and the other characters a part of the experience here at, uh, at uh, the Black Spire Outpost. Okay, a little piece of trivia here at the entrance on the Toy Story side to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We're going to, there's a huge crater here. I'm gonna just lift up the camera so you have to take an image of it. Supposedly, um, Captain Rex uh, crash landed in this location. This was his ship when he crash landed and then he was taken by Oga and ended up at the cantina. Supposedly. That's what I've heard. Lots of rumors here at Galaxy. Here comes Slinky Dog. Heading through the dusk here in Toy Story Land. And uh, night is coming through. It's only less than a half hour before the park closes. So we're heading back to uh, the Chinese theater. Take a look over here at Toy Story Mania, which has a, a 20 minute wait right now, probably only 10 at best when you get in it. Love all the theming in Toy Story Land. And I love, I love this look of the, all the Christmas lights on and uh, certainly gets me excited for the holiday, which is starting to come. And by the way, looking ahead, you'll see the barbecue building. Not sure what the status of this attraction is. They were making some progress on it. I'll take you up close to some images here um, with a quote from Walt Disney. You don't build it for yourself. You know what the people want. You build it for them. So you people, you wanted barbecue, apparently, with Woody. And that's what you're going to get. And you know what? I think what people really wanted was an indoor place, another indoor restaurant to come and enjoy. I think the people were ready for that. So, hey, howdy ho, Woody, on our way back to Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, let me show you one more thing. I love this little corner over here. If you could see through the building, this is kind of the backside of one man's dream. It says the Roy O. Disney Production Center. Back in the days of the tour, you went on a walking tour. There used to be kind of an overhead area that connected the sound stages uh, which were on the right of me to the post-production area on the left and that post-production area would show you how uh, a lot of the sound effects were created and audio production was pulled together at the end of a production and they actually called that a Roy O production center because it uh, it was an actual functional a uh, production center that did post-production back in the day. We see a big wall 
attached to the uh, incredible celebration area. Remember, this used to be uh, Pixar Place and the entrance to Toy Story Mania. This kind of took on a Municiburg type theme and had a very cool meet and greet, um, but uh, has not reopened since the park uh, uh, opened back up in July. So kind of disappointing. Little soul you see up there coming soon actually says to theaters, but actually I believe it's on Disney Plus on Christmas Day and Free Guy. Uh, that's an interesting, um, it's an interesting uh, preview to look at. I uh, hadn't known what that was all. We're here in what is usually called Animation Courtyard, and beyond is Star Wars Launch Bay, the old animation studio, and uh, really kind of a break area, but. Good place to check out some of the models that are used in the films and uh, see some of the artwork involved in the Star Wars series. See some Mandalorian posters around and the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which has been closed since, well, the park's reopening. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that won't be forever. Over here on the other side, we have uh, Disney Junior Dance Party, which uh, is actually very much happening. I'm backing up to show the studio arch. You may remember this was altered last year in anticipation of all the changes coming to the studios with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and, and uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. And the original drawings had uh, Mickey and R2-D2 and somebody from Toy Story and somebody else up there on the top and none of those characters have ever been added since and it is what it is it's a little plain but it's there by the way take a look over here these are the crowds waiting for mickey and mickey's mickey and minnie's runaway railway and we're going to join that line before we get in the queue for mickey and minnie's runaway railway we would be remiss if we didn't just take a moment to pause on Sunset Boulevard. Usually this time of year, they're prepping uh, the overhead monitors for the Christmas uh, Sunset Boulevard. Remember all the snow falling down and the projections on the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Doesn't appear that any of that is going to be on it this year. Uh, what is very nice is over here at Legends of Hollywood, they have completely finished an update on all of the um, uh, lighting. And it looks really, really sharp. And they're doing the same thing at this other um, theater over here next door. By the way, if you haven't seen inside, you see that the Pandora store is uh, really top notch. When you think about what used to be here in terms of just generic Disney merchandise, they have really changed that out. And then over here, the beautiful Beverly Sunset, which unfortunately as a retail location has not reopened since park, uh, the park is reopened. I remember when uh, actually Sunset Boulevard first opened in 94 and the Tower of Terror opened, all of this side of the street was not open during that time. So um, at the end is not open. Um, but other things are, and we're gonna check some of these other things at um, after we go on the attraction. Little, you can smell the Starbucks on this video, I'm telling you. 
It is entirely possible. All right, here we go. Moving past what is a reminiscent of the Mulholland Fountain in Los Angeles. That's a whole nother story. Actually, I've covered that in a podcast. I'll have to put that in the show notes where we talk about um, um, Buena Vista Street, which, by the way, uh, looks to be reopening at Disney California Adventure. The governor doesn't allowing the parks to reopen, but they have decided, uh, park management has decided to reopen Buena Vista Street at Disney California Adventure, allow retail and shopping and dining to, uh, to go on there. And um, they haven't said that they would do the same thing on Main Street at Disneyland, but I think people are thrilled to have anything reopen over at Disneyland. And again, I should mention that one of our most recent podcasts covered the latest things going on with Disneyland and its inability to reopen due to uh, rules and regulations made by the state of California and Governor Newsom. So, and we're showing up here at uh, the Chinese theater, ready to enjoy Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Okay, right now we're in front of Runaway Railway, and I want to make a note. It is a 50-minute standby queue. It is 6.50. We're getting in a few minutes. Notice the people moving in on the left side of the wheelchair party. This is part of the Fast Pass group moving in. They have redone the entrance for the standby line into the side entrance of the theater. So we'll check that out in a few minutes. My guess is that this queue will only be about 30 to 35 minutes once the park closes because these fast pass groups will no longer be going through and you're saying well what if, wait a minute i don't get this fast pass there is no fast pass you're right there is no fast pass however however there are some guests like club 33 guests with the fast pass there are VIP tours with the Fast Pass, and then there are also ADA or, uh, or actually special assistance guests that also take advantage of that entrance and can go in via uh, that direction. So once seven o'clock hits or closing time, then that side of the queue uh, comes to an end nobody can come in and that moves the standby queue which you see is extensively long over here moves it a whole lot faster we will test that theory as the park uh, closes well we're finally coming into the final boarding area it's been close to about 30 35 minutes in terms of our wait probably be about uh about 38 minutes by the time we are boarding on our train and uh yeah that's a lot less than 50 minutes and uh i've seen even lesser times when you tried we went on uh, seven dwarfs mine ride the other night and it showed a 50 minute wait and we were on it in about 20 25 minutes so this is um this is the good news we'll see you after we get off the train So we just got out of Mickey and Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, and it just surprises me 
how you can always see something new. Did you see anything yeah. you hadn't seen before, Madison? Well, there was a pretty obvious hidden Mickey over at the factory scene where you see a small uh, Mickey uh, red button on one of the machines when you enter. I noticed that when you do the Daisy Rumba scene, you know, dun, 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 whatever that, that dance number is, that the scene before it is actually quite still with the exception of the barber who's doing the rumba uh, in the same time as, uh, as Daisy is. I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Um, and I also thought it was interesting because I, uh, at the end of the whole ride, um, Goofy says, oh, I wonder what this does. And he pulls a lever and the seat goes buzz. And you remember that buzz moment at the end. But I realized going through this attraction this time that actually you feel the buzz um, all the way through. You feel a variety of vibrations all the way through the entire attraction. They really utilize that sensory device as, uh, as you go through. Well, we are finishing out our day at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It was a very late um, uh, entry here in the park. We've only been here for a few hours. But uh, we missed some things like going on Rise of the Resistance, but, uh, but still it's, uh, it was a real nice chance to just enjoy the, the last hours of the day in the park. A lot of people leave when they don't get a, a pass to Rise of the Resistance or they um, go on Rise of the Resistance and they, they head out at that point. So I um, want to thank you for joining us for this uh, little podcast through Disney's Hollywood Studios. And uh, appreciate you joining us, Madison. And uh, want to invite those of you who are listening to our podcast. We have had a remarkable number of people just come and listen to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for also checking out our uh, notes page, which has lots of photos, it has videos, it has links attached to it things that we talk about in um in the podcast and with this we actually have video on youtube page so be sure to check out the entire video as well can i ask a big favor in closing at the end of this podcast it's really important that in order for us to be able to have other people find out about us that uh, the technology requires that there be more likes on the on the iTunes page so if you could go to iTunes and find us Disney at work and play and just give us a like and if possible maybe a few nice notes uh, we really appreciate it. if you feel to do so please do so at this time that would just help uh, build the listenership to this podcast at this uh, at this time and again thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. In the words of Sinbad, storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great evening. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>